short we need to cut the time we're we're, we're making two hour episodes we need need to find those little opportunities to cut and everyone knows that song already so we're back we're in 2007 2007 we have uh what four-time guests now how many times has John been on? Well, the first episode he's a co-host, so it doesn't count as a guest appearance. One-time co-host, and then immediately f- frequent guest. I think I think this is as a guest. I think I want to say this is your third time on. Yeah. So. Yeah, I think the the first there was a Grammy episode. I think that's yeah. true. It's a special yeah. bonus episode. Yeah. So so you're like a hybrid at this point of some sort. Yeah. yeah. No, I'm glad to be back. This is a fun year important one for me musically so yeah I, I think can we say that you know you i think you wanted to be on this one right you you yeah yeah i mean you know you've been publishing your uh your playlists on spotify each year as we kind of as you guys record these albums and i was taking a look at your favorites and a couple of things jumped out which um, i'm sure we'll talk about a little bit later so the question i ask as, as we begin these lists or we you're not a new guest we you know we talk about music taste but but in the year 2007 so we are in i guess going from freshman to sophomore year of high school right we're you know 15 16 years old so what what were we listening to what were you listening to in in 2007 were you listening to these songs or were, were you deviating from the songs I go first. Someone start. Yes, sure. Um, yeah, I think this was definitely my like. Well, it's kind of fun to think about. It. This is definitely like my rock era, mostly. Right. Um, uh, I think I was watching a lot of uh, listening to a lot of music choice, which was that cable suite of networks with like random channels. Definitely pre-streaming. Right. Um, Pre-YouTube. And so I spent most of my time on the couch just like watching TV. And they had these channels where like they had like music choice rock, music choice alternative. So I remember listening to a lot of that stuff. Um, and some of that actually cropped up on this uh, uh, end of year chart. And then, yeah, I mean, a lot of rock. My Chemical Romance had just released The Black Parade, which was kind of monumental for me at the time. Um, and so definitely a lot of that and um i mean like beyond like beyond that like because i i mean you know i mean we we talk about how my chemical romance like you know it was lumped in and still is lumped in with like you know emo music and and i think to a lot and you know was lumped in with like other big like yeah modern bands at the time you know like fallout the pop pop punk bands and you know pop punk bands but you know i i feel like you weren't necessarily like into like you know no you you weren't necessarily like focusing just on like you know those other bands that were lumped in right no definitely not i definitely like wasn't into the scene right you know um i did the the kind of the band that got me into music was green day in seventh grade and so in some ways, I think My Chemical Romance was more of a 
evolution from Green Day being kind of like a little bit more like theatric, theatrical. Yeah. yeah. A little bit more glammy, um, especially like American Idiot being this rock opera. Um, it was kind of an easy move from that to what My Chemical Romance were doing. And so that's, that's right. where I went. Yeah. How about you, Will? Uh, still similar to last year or so, the show where my answer is I listen to a lot of music that I got kind of from you two, both. Um, I feel like I was listening to a fair amount of like classic uh, Green Day through Jonathan, less so, but some Chili Peppers through you, David, uh, some My Chemical Romance. I think I was having like my second Eve Six phase at this point. So I was like very into second of very like into Eve seven Six. phases. Second of like four, I think. Fine. Like one when I first heard Horoscope in like fifth grade, sixth grade one around now, one around maybe just three, and then one like when they like got back together and released the album. Um, I started to drive, so I know anytime I was driving, I had like all the Beatles CDs on rotation, so I was listening to a lot of Beatles around now. But I think I wasn't listening to much in the way of Top 40 at this time. I felt there were a lot of songs that I only like vaguely remembered. Uh, and like, a lot of songs that I like knew, but don't really remember hearing at the time, like years later. Right. Yeah. I mean, I think we were all definitely in the, you know, broad rock, you know, genre. I mean, I, I think we'll, as we'll talk about, certainly aware of the big songs on these charts that were mostly not rock. Um, yeah. I mean, for me, it was definitely like, you know, deviating from the, the similar way that, Jonathan was really into the MCR, you know, me being into the Chili Peppers being that first really big band for me. And then kind of moving into like other like 90s, like, yeah, Pearl Jam was huge for me this year. Like, and then like, you know, Smashing Pumpkins was another big one. And Jane's Addiction. Jane's Addiction. Uh, Surprise. Well, when was your, when was the concert you two went to with Muse opening? Because I got into Muse quickly and they were like my number one band for a couple of years. That later. was a few years later that it, it was it must have been this tour right 2007 it was really? uh yeah it was it was Pretty april cool. of 20, 2007 i can look this up okay yeah muse and mcr yeah so definitely by the end of the year it's probably getting pretty into muse was that, yeah. really, was that really the same year pretty sure i think it had to be this album they were touring for april yep yeah, you're right april 27th 2007 wow okay what venue at Meriwether Post Pavilion. Yeah. So, yeah. Because Black Parade came out in October of 2006. So, it's interesting that the Welcome to Black Parade was, this was on the 2007 chart, which is interesting. Yeah. Um, yeah, I mean, so, and, and this was, yeah, I mean, speaking of concerts, yeah, first really year that I, like, you know, went, my, went out of my way to go to concerts, like, I, I remember... I think the beginning of the year is when I saw the Chili Peppers at Verizon Center, which is the first like big, you know, concert that I, you know, like got tickets to and invited friends to and, you know, was excited for. And then, yeah, I mean, later this year, because I, yeah, that's crazy. The music is the same year. I never would have thought that. But, yeah, um, you know, saw like the Who later that year at Verizon Center. I saw Pearl Jam was the next year where we went to that. Um but yeah, a lot of like 90s alternative, but uh, 
yeah i mean certainly like deviating i think from a lot of these songs like i i, I still think i was in my phase of like you know like trying to like reject like what was on the radio what was popular mm-hmm. and certainly going back to these songs uh i've i as we'll get into i i feel somewhat you know Justified. like somewhat reinforced by some of my original opinions and others maybe not as much but we'll, yeah we'll yeah it. i feel that too i also felt you know going back to this like what it understanding it used to be we used to be much more of a monoculture where like you had there was like fewer options and like you know i mean in some ways that that wasn't true because like there was a lot of like alternative indie music going on that we just as high school kids living where we were not having older siblings we just didn't have access to and so um like for example people like to rag so much on nickelback and like going back to listen to some of those Nickelback songs, they're fine. Like they're, you know, and I think, right. they, but they were like Nickelback had to be like one of the last, like, you know, big rock bands that was popular. So like we had to kind of take them down rather than just like in today's landscape, I feel like people just like wouldn't care so much about dragging Nickelback because everyone has access to a lot more types of music. Yeah, it's interesting. Like at the top 100 where Nickelback is like the only like, kind of not the only rock band but like the only band that like feels like true kind of relic of like yeah early 2000s rock that's still making appearances on the on the top 100 yeah like there's also daughtry yeah daughtry uh, that's true which is really horrible back rip off (laughs) yeah yeah really really bad stuff yeah, I mean, it's definitely like I, I think there's definitely a you know the old guard sound of Nickelback and Daughtry and I mean I'm looking now at the at the list you know and and then but then you and there's do like Chili Peppers trying to like kind of reinvent themselves a bit. Yeah, I mean you know I mean but the same type of like you know big you know like you know well established you know super established band like you know uh, versus like you know you're kind of again like all these bands that were lumped into like emo or pop punk, you know, bands that, you know, still was big at the time. Yeah. That probably was like at the peak of like their popularity. Like you. Yeah. Like, you know, you have like these bands like Fall Out Boy, MCR had two hits. All American Rejects. Right. um, You know, obviously the Hither Hither Delilah, all these bands, which, you know, would be called, frankly, would be called gay, right. By, by like, dudes who listen to Nickelback and Hinder and Daughtry and like yeah which were just like just pretty pretty shitty so um right then yeah yeah still still a very like divided like yeah like you can't like one and then the other two like right you're stupid about rock culture that Mm -hmm. I think as rock has died so has that which is I guess good and bad at the same time but yeah um all right should we get to it so we begin with uh a a a previous song ended the year 2006 this i think was technically the biggest song of 2007 this was the number one song of the year even though it started the year which is kind of interesting uh june 6th to february 17th so another seven weeks at number one we have irreplaceable by beyonce 
say something uh did you say june 6th to february 16th yeah i meant to say i said it's january 6th oh okay gotcha gotcha what was it was only one week in 2006 i can't remember let's see uh it was no it's three weeks so i mean yeah really big hit i mean yeah i remember 10 total weeks yeah nine total weeks but more in the 2007 you know yeah um I will say, I mean, so this this obviously you know bleeds in from 2006. I, I will say, if I remember correctly, uh, that I think, and I thought about this, like I think this is, and and also with our you know guests, uh, I like I don't know if we had all kind of agreed on really enjoying one song more than like this song. <laughs> like I don't remember. Not, yeah, not, not only did all five of us last episode agree that we love this song, but I think all five of us kind of didn't connect too much to it when it came out or maybe we're kind of because we were like resisting top 40 stuff or I don't know what it was but for me and I think for other guests on last episode we just didn't love it that much when it came out and we all agreed it was an incredible song when we were listening for the podcast right so so John what 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 are your thoughts yeah no this is definitely not one of my favorite Beyonce songs to be honest it's actually my favorite Beyonce album and this actually this this kind of this song feels like kind of the the pop single on that album which is a lot of like really min like almost minimalist funk beats and like real like cool vocals it's like not it's like i feel like it's beyonce before she became like like high concept beyonce in a way or like and like you know she it's like she yeah and so I, I think it's fine. Um, it's written by Neo, I saw, which is cool, who, mm-hmm. who shows up a lot on this on this chart. But yeah, it's not it's definitely not one of my favorite um, Beyonce songs. Do you have any favorites you can name from the album? Because I don't know the album well, except um, for like, yeah. this song, I guess, Deja Vu. Totally. Um, okay. Get Me Bodied, Sugar Mama, um, uh, green light kitty cat like all these yeah these like kind of they're kind of deeper cuts like the so the singles are actually not my favorites deja vu is a good song too um but it's a really solid album yeah i think this uh, the album itself it, it's weird i mean i think it's it's one of those it's like yeah definitely widely considered to be one of her best but like at the time maybe wasn't like as i mean this being a huge song irreplaceable being a huge song but like and Deja Vu, you know, it was on the 2006, like, charts. I don't think it was number one. It might have been number one, but, like, very briefly, we might have talked about it. But, like, I don't remember being, like, a huge hit, you know? Mm-hmm. I mean, it was kind of meant to be, like, you know, like, basically the the sequel to, uh, to Crazy in Love, you know, with Jay-Z. But I feel like the other songs weren't that big, like... Yeah. I you know I, I don't remember being as big of an album as like Dating yeah. Love. I think uh, they had Ring the Alarm, which I think was the lead single, and it didn't do very well. Yeah, it was like, but it was it like was kind of like, a weird. This was the kind of surprise third single that went really big. I think. Right. So, um, but but I think it's like it, the, the album itself is kind of like has like grown in stature. It's like, oh, this is one of her best, which is like, yeah. which I think I think you know 
there's like a consensus that like her most recent ones are the best just because they're more like you know yeah. uh, like you said there's high concept or they're you know kind of like trying to make some sort of point mm-hmm. um but uh yeah um but yeah i mean i think i think you're right also that the song is doesn't necessarily fit the vibe of the album but you know certainly stands out in other ways yeah um so uh we move on to the one week uh february 24th 2007 we have the second number one from the album loose from nelly Furtado, and it's called say it right I could like fade that out so abrupt i'm trying to i'm trying i'm trying to pause it on the beat but it's it's hard um this is yeah. why you're using post-production editing for the show you know what i mean yeah well it's you know. except for david not me yeah. Yeah. i don't know um first immediate thought is that it's just this period for timberland is so ridiculous like he's just everywhere cross genres and what was that Across genres, just he's got his hand in like every hit of the year. I mean, and, and and like Nelly Furtado, you know, like it's kind of a she's had such an interesting career. Like, you know, she started off as kind of like, you know, bubbly, like, you know, singer songwriter, you know, I'm like a bird, and then yeah. kind of goes away for a little bit and then reemerges as like, you know, trying to be like a you know, this pop star with Timberland and really you know, probably more successful initially. And then I feel like she's like, you know, I think she still puts out music, but, you know, certainly not the level, like popularity level. But yeah, I I really, I like the song a lot. I, you know, I think this song has actually gotten, maybe, maybe one of you can speak to this. I feel like it's gotten like some, like a little bit of a renewal on like TikTok. Yep. Huge, huge. Am I, is huge, that right? Huge viral moment last year. There's a, there's a pretty pretty big video of this guy who who dances in front of video um to the specifically this song yes i know what you're talking about oh i missed it i know what you're talking about yeah, i know um, for sure like like in his mirror right exactly yeah and so people were kind of stitching it with like other stuff in the mirror so um, um huge huge yeah huge viral moment <laughs> so uh, interesting comeback i mean but this song is just like it's such a classic like timbaland like you know beat like kind of like bordering on like futuristic pop but it's very like smooth and um yeah i mean i i i at the time when it came in i think i remember liking it but kind of think like maybe it's a little boring you know it's not as like you know fun as promiscuous was but i i do like it a lot um but it's also like it you know i mean to be honest it also seems like a song that like a lot of other pop artists could have done you know, you know what I mean? Like it, 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 to me at least comes down to the production. Yeah. And I think to that point, like, I think I'll, like I was noticing a lot listening to this, this, this year's music, how much 
Timberland did. Like this is, I feel like this is like probably his peak year, like Justin Timberlake and this stuff. He had his own, uh, you know, shock value, his own solo album at this time. Yeah, solo um, one we'll get to. And, but it does feel like this song and a lot of the other ones do feel like a Timbaland beat featuring whatever artist yeah. wanted to come sing the hook. Like it doesn't really as much feel like it's a collaboration more of, um, you know, more people, you know, singing over his, his production. Um, and yeah, I think it's solid. Yeah. I don't have a lot to add other than I do think it's a really cool beat. It's like got this, it's like, it almost sounds like if it was, it's in this kind of minor key and it almost sounds like if it wasn't a major key, it could be very kind of almost like anthemic dance music, but the minor key makes it a little more mysterious and a little more just kind of, I don't know if laid back's the right word, but a little less in your face because of it. And I don't know, it works well, but I agree with everything you're saying. It does seem like something set up where almost kind of like plug and play a lot of vocalists could have done the, done the vocal part for the song. Does it also seem like the way it's produced, like the kind of, yeah, a little bit minor, a little dark, like it almost seems like it, it would be like an indie song, like something you would hear like, uh, I mean, this might be a stretch, but like I, I could hear like Japanese breakfast singing the song now. You know what I mean? Like, yeah, no, I get that. Definitely, definitely like a little like mysterious like, sound. It, like and and you know it was number one for only one week but like still you know like yeah kind of a, a you know yeah uh, doesn't have that huge hook necessarily Although, it comes off, like another song in the top 100 was apologize with one republic it feels very akin to that song too well that that's another timbaland song exactly right so it's like yeah this kind of melodic thing with like a hip-hop beat underneath yeah definitely has that feel um march 3rd number one for only one week is the third single from future sex love sounds by justin timberlake and it's called what goes around comes around thought it was me and you baby baby me and you until the end but i guess i was wrong Worth pointing out, this song is uh, a long song. Uh, this the the album version is seven minutes and twenty nine seconds. The radio edit is five thirteen. Still pretty long. Um, the reason why I bring that up is because I his next album, right, which came out like six years later. Mm-hmm. Uh, what's it called? Twenty uh, twenty experience um, was like almost exclusively like long extended songs yeah and and i definitely see a connection between this song and those songs like going for that like you know extended like vibe like Mm -hmm. you know um i don't know i i I never like this song is completely inoffensive to me 
it's not nearly as exciting or fun to me as the previous songs we've talked about, like My Love and, and Sexy Back. Um, were those on 2006? Yeah, we, yeah, those were number ones in 2006 we talked yeah. about. Um, I think I put My Love as like maybe my second or third favorite. Yeah. Um, but, you know, uh, yeah, I mean, it's a pretty song. It's, you know, really well written. Um, again, the extend, the long extension of it is can be, you know, a little much. Although I, I will contradict myself later on, but uh, I don't know. Like it's it's fine. It doesn't stand out as much to me. Um, with that being said, I you know we talked about Timberland. Like I, it doesn't have that same Timberland sound. Like it's very like you know I don't know ballady. Yeah. Sorry, I can't get mad at it. Yeah, I don't have a lot to say. I, it's fine. It's not my favorite Justin Timberlake. I don't really get the what. Like, why is this song so long? It doesn't do a lot. Is it like it doesn't do a lot of different things with the extra time? Is it just trying to kind of make like a long kind of chill vibe? I, think, I don't know. Like, I don't get the point. I think. I think. I think he was definitely going for any. Does he did this with the next album too? Like, especially, but. He definitely wanted to make, I think, like an album that was like an album album, like where one, you know, stuff flew, you know, like blended together. Um, like there's a lot of like with this album, a lot of like, you know, interludes and even for some of the big songs, like like my love, I think my love has like an interlude, like or some extended part. Um, yeah. So it might just be that. Um I don't know, like, you know, again, like, is he, you know, like, is this, is it more respectable to do it that way? I don't know, like. Yeah, it does feel a little bit like rockist, like progressive, like quote unquote progressive rock or something. I think it's also, it's like a dance type of DJ set almost. So it's like trying to make these long songs that kind of blend together. Um, yeah, I'm with you. I mean, I think, I think it's fine. I think I really liked it at the time, actually, thinking back. Um, because it is pretty like hypnotic and just kind of long. And so you can kind of just like get into it, which I think was new for me at the time, like with related to pop music, like seven minute songs. Um, but yeah, listening now, I, I, it's just like Timberlake doesn't really have, Justin Timberlake doesn't have uh, really like that interesting vocals. It's kind of just some, a little whiny. Um, so yeah, it's yeah. solid. I like it better than the, uh, the other, um, Justin Timberlake song that's on the year end list, uh, "Summer Love," which is another, another long song. Yeah, I don't like that. That was everybody. I mean, I, I thought you were gonna say. I, I realize this is also very much like I think yeah. it's supposed to be like a sequel to um, uh, "Cry Me a River," right? Mm, yeah, breakup right. song. Except it's not as good. Yeah, totally. Like a second tier. Step it up, Justin. That's what I said. Um. March 10th to March 17th. Double the time that Justin Timberlake had with his song. We have the one and I believe only number one song for Mims. And it's called This Is Why I'm Hot. Say that we lost it, so I'ma bring it back. I love the dirty, dirty, cause niggas show me love. The ladies start to bounce as soon as I hit the club. But in the Midwest, they love to take it slow. So when I hit the... 
I watch him get on the floor. And if you need it, hype I take it to the bay. Frisco to Sack Town, they do it a day. Coppin' the Hollywood, soon as I hit LA. I'm in that low, low, I do it the Cali way. And when I hit the shot, people say that I'm fly. They love the way I dress, they like my they like my, they love how I move crowd. I just wanted to make make sure we hear that last part because I did I did not remember that at all. Uh, yeah, <laughs> that, those are my main examples. I was just too ignorant at the time, I think, to catch any of the like very in your face references to Snoop and Dre and and Kanye. But, but I don't know. I, I thought I they were fun. those songs. Like yeah, we all knew. Them. I don't know. Um, this was the genre of music I like despise. I thought it was the dumbest thing. It is dumb. Like you know, it's extremely dumb. Um, but like this, you know, it was like you know, what is this? You know, this ringtone rap phase that just had all these one-hit wonders like Mims. Uh, I think I might have had another like minor hit, but um, I don't know. I mean, uh, with these songs, like I can look back on it and be like, this is completely inoffensive. Like it's stupid and fun, but. You know, it's not, it's not a good song. It's super dumb. And I think the, like, the whole like, you know, sampling that stuff is kind of corny to me. You know, it's like sampling yeah. those much more famous, successful, you know, yeah, better songs. Um, yeah. Yeah, I think at the time, I also had to kind of despise this stuff too. I think part of it is like, you know, um, like, I think we were all trying to like kind of come into our own music tastes or like music identity and like you know being a quote-unquote rock person at the time it's like you want to react to like what you see as stupid or trifling like yeah uh rap songs especially like I feel like in a in the high school we went to which was like very suburban and white it just felt you know it felt weird that like our <laughs> our white like classmates were all like getting down with these uh you know you, you could you couldn't you couldn't, couldn't, really songs. Songs. You couldn't like you couldn't really like embarrassed for everyone i guess I, yeah um, but yeah i think listening to it now like i feel like i a lot of the uh, this one's pretty solid but there's other songs on like the top 100 end of your list a lot of these like one hit wonders that i actually really enjoy a lot more than i definitely did back then and can appreciate um you know where they're coming from like with this one you know he's he talking a little bit about like not even just like ringtone rap but like uh the bay area hi-fi like e40 you can hear some of those influences and like it's more than like you yeah you can see there 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 is there are choices and music and, and cool ideas behind behind the songs there's more to it than we realized yeah yeah i like it a lot more now than i remember Wow. I feel like I was like what you guys are saying and pretty just dis- like it's an easy song to be dismissive of when you're 16 mm-hmm. having like very simplistic lyrics yeah um but I don't know I kind of like listen to it now it's just more fun than I remembered I agree it's corny the little like references when he's they're name dropping cities and like oh they name drop Chicago and they play the Kanye beat but I don't know I think it's a little fun I kind of think the chorus, I like the chorus a lot more than anything else. And it's just like, like strip away all the like pretense and like machismo of other, like just, it's just like, it's almost kind of like a parody of it. Just saying like, you know, I'm not talking a lot about myself. I'm just saying I'm hot. 
you're not like it's just like stripped down to like this is like bare bones this is like what a like kind of punk yourself up hip-hop song is and it's i kind of appreciate that it's mim so mims is self-aware i think this is i think this has to be a self-aware song i think you're probably right like when you say like you ain't because you're not like that's got that's like got to be a little tongue-in-cheek at least like you're not explaining why the other person isn't how you're just saying you're not I can't believe how complimentary we are right now. <laughs> I, I, I like it, it's blowing my like you know sixteen year old brain. Just, I mean, I don't love the song. I'm like over the song two minutes in, but I enjoy those yeah. first two minutes. Yeah, yeah. I mean, but I think like maybe is this the moment maybe to think about some of these other one hit wonder rap songs at, at, in the year? Like, for example, like Party Like a Rockstar. I love it. Um, listening to it mm-hmm. now, it's like especially you know as we've had like you know fifteen years of like rap musicians dipping into rock in like sometimes good and sometimes funny ways like with Lil Wayne went into rebirth like Young Thug and uh Juice World most recently MGK and like this was maybe I mean obviously going all the way back to run DMC of course but like this was um in some ways a moment where that happened so the party like the rock star was cool so I mean I, I don't know if we're gonna talk about Soldier Boy again but that wasn't a song Good that one. again had a lot we will talk about Soldier Boy yeah, he has a number okay. one. He's on the list. Okay, well, we can save that. Um, yeah, because I, I think he's kind of the peak of this discussion yeah. we're having. Um, May twenty fourth, May thirty first. So as as Will is turning, uh, what as you're turning sixteen, sweet sixteen, the number one song was "Glamorous" by Fergie featuring Ludacris. Is this song also having a TikTok comeback? No, no. This song is sampled by I know this. Do you know, do you know about the current circumstances of the song? The only guess it would have is maybe Doja Cat. No, the song is currently uh, the a a very significant sample for a I looked it up yesterday number one not not currently but was for a few weeks number one song by uh, Jack Harlow. Mm. Uh, that basically samples this and he kind of like plays off the like you know chorus the G like you know he, t- he builds it off so that's a pretty good song actually but um, I knew there was some sort of like yeah a lot of 2007 songs like having these rebirths um, maybe it's like a 15 year cycle or something but um, yeah um, I feel like with every Fergie song I don't really know how to like process my like things <laughs> I think it's a very dumb song. I think her verses are like, and actually Fergie's another person, another artist where it's like, I think she's self-aware of like some of like, you know, these verses being very silly, like dumb, silly verses. Like, you know, historically speaking, like, I mean, London Bridge, you know, was like, you know, I think self-aware, dumb. Um, 
and I still think about her like national anthem, you know, like was she self-aware that that was so ridiculous? But I think she, I think there's some self-awareness here. Like, you know, this kind of like, you know, I guess she is talking about like, you know, that she's, you know, she still remembers when she was not rich and now she is rich uh, stuff. I think I like the chorus a lot. I think the verses are super stupid, but I, the chorus is kind of a cool, like laid back feel to it. You know, the production's fun. Ludacris's verse is ridiculous. I don't know. I don't know how I feel about the song. Like a lot. Yeah, I, don't know. I like the, it has kind of like strings going on, like electronic strings, I think, in the background. And that I felt was kind of a nice change of pace from like pure kind of electronic beats that we've had for most of the year. Um, but yeah, I don't know. I feel the same way. I, I mean, it's another song. This feels like a through line for me in the number ones where it's another song where. I like remember actively not liking it at the time. And when I listen now, I'm like, okay, that's fine. Like, I'm probably not going to listen to it much again, but like, I, it just seems, everything just seems kind of more enjoyable now, even though as a whole, I don't love the year 2007 in music. I like the Luda features more than I expected because I didn't really remember them, but yeah. This almost feels like influential to like Lana Del Rey. Do you get that at all? Mm -hmm. I can hear that. I can hear that kind of chill vibes and the beat that, but like, but like, but like, that, like, but that, that Lana Del Rey like almost takes it another step of like, yeah, like the so like drama of it, like the, yeah, like, the top totally. Of um, yeah, I don't really, I, I don't like the song. It feels very dour to me, like a sad, like a bored rich person. Like that's what it feels like. Um, not a glamorous and like a, I guess, and that's part of the song is like thinking about to when she was. But she's talking about how she loves, you know, she loved going to Taco Bell. Yeah. Right? So in that sense, I think it's cool. So <laughs> actually, maybe I'm reconsidering. But no, I mean, I think it's, it's quickly just, added to your time. Sonically, I, it just feels kind of like lackluster and dour. I think it was definitely like, I think this was what, like the third single. And like this, you know, she had so many hits from this album. Yeah. You know, London Bridge was the first, like, and that was, you know, just like this dumb party song. And I think like Fergalicious, right? Yep. Like this is kind of like the like, you know, bring it down a little bit. Like, mm -hmm. and then she goes like really acoustic later. Yeah. It um, seems like she kind of took inspiration from like Gwen Stefani's solo album and like the way that it yeah. kind of came out with singles that were all pretty stylistically different. Well, uh, speaking of Gwen Stefani, because I'm looking at the critical reception, uh, uh, some people compared it to, I this is like a minor hit. Do you remember the song Luxurious Gwen Stefani? It's ample mm -hmm. big balls. Yeah. It was a very similar, like, you know, her talking about like, you know, you know, being rich now, but also remembering like not being rich mm. uh, with like kind of a hip hop influence. Um, Liz Black of Cinema, Bla Cinema Blend called Glamorous, quote, a stunning account of her ability to keep it real despite life in the fast class, in the first class. So, you know. Yeah. So some people like that. Um, stunning artistry stunning um april 7th april 14th two weeks at number one we have akon with don't matter first we gonna fight oh yes we gonna fight believe we gonna fight fight for our right to love yeah Thought we'd 
last forever I feel I'm hoping and praying things between us don't get better Women steady coming after you, women steady coming after me Will, the floor is yours. I know you have thoughts. I don't think my thoughts are actually strong. I just, this is the first song on the list that I have zero recollection of. I thought, really? Yeah. I thought and it, it surprises me because I'd like, I was enjoying all the Akon singles up to this point. And I, what I have written down in my notes is that it's like, if, a, if this was all like three years earlier, I think Akon would have been an artist like I got obsessive about and just like listen to everything and like was a huge fan because I, I like I just I don't know I just enjoy his voice I think and I like this song isn't my favorite favorite but I, I thought it was fine he's like shaggy yeah like I late elementary school I was obsessed with shaggy I could hear myself because yeah. it's just somebody I kind of like all the singles of but don't really know anything else about um yeah, I don't know. I don't have any good specifics about the song. I feel like this whole year of number one is just like, oh, yeah, I, like, that's fine, but yeah. I know I know Jonathan had stronger negative feelings, so I'll let him go. I, yeah, yeah, go ahead, dude. It's, no, I just want to point out, if I remember correctly, Will, that you, you did have an Akon song at number one one year. Did I? I, said, I think you said Lonely. lonely. I love Lonely. And I was obsessed with it when it was out. I, I don't remember I, my number one, but I believe it. I think you put that at number one for whatever wow. it was. Yeah. Wow. I remember liking it at the time, too. This song? No, Lonely. Yeah. Which Was it three years earlier? Yeah, it was like about. a few years. Yeah, about. Um, yeah, I think the song's super boring. I... I think I think I realize I some of his solo stuff is I like I I agree with you his voice is you know it stands out it's you know like there's something you know there's a reason why he was so big for a while um, I really like when he's featured on other artist songs more typically more so like you know like especially you know when he's featured on like rap songs and sings the chorus it's kind of fun it's a nice like detour. Um, but yeah, I think this sounds like a boring, like, you know, love yeah. song that does really. Yeah. And I find like, I'm like kind of, it's kind of for me, there's something about these like kind of mid 2000s pop songs. Another one that's on the list that I kind of connect this to is, is Bubbly by Colby Calais or whatever. Mm-hmm. It's kind of like, almost like lullaby, like simple melody like Daniel Powder, James Blunt, like that type of stuff. Beautiful Girls kind of like that too. Yeah, Beautiful Girls, like all, yeah. Um, and it's just, yeah, it's interesting to think about all of these. Like, do songs. we have those big songs anymore? Like, They're big songs, but they're like also just like so simple. So like childish or like, you know, like, um, like innocent. Innocent, yeah. Um. Yeah, it's like find a pretty melody and just repeat it a lot throughout yeah. the song. Hey there, Delilah. I think you could maybe even. Yeah. Well, that's a very innocent song, too. Yeah. They were innocent times, those book years. Um, and like even like Waiting on the World to Change is kind of like that, too, which like gestures a bit at like political dysfunction and war, but also just says like let's just wait it out y'all like it's like let's not let's not actually do any concrete yeah. stuff I, yeah I, I think well i think i feel like that's very much like a i mean that song specifically is very much like a relic you know a relic like 60s. no no like it goes back to like 60s you know it's like mm. you know like you know uh, uh yeah 
uh, drop out kind of thing. But like, I mean, well, why am I? You have, the, you have like the new left who are like, let's get involved in you know radical politics, where it's like the hippies are more kind of let's let's drop out and chill. But it also it makes sense for this time period too because it's you know end of end of Bush is like there are a lot of young people who have been like not into politics whatsoever. Like, oh wait, we actually need to fucking do something to you know get this like change. Something yeah, something in the air. The vibes there. feel wrong, but like you don't actually have a po- like. It, there's no detail to the, like John Mayer about besides the fact that people are at war. I feel like and that like you know our leaders are corrupt. Maybe <laughs> like well, so you- then it's it's kind of what Obama built his campaign on. It was like yeah, it was just like vibes. a vague idea of change yeah. without yeah. Well, that, people knowing exactly well, what steps they need. I mean, that's you're, you're literally describing every. That's true. Politi- is, every whole political. That's been going for a lot longer than this. Yeah, you're also describing Trump like in a yeah, different yeah. way. Um, yeah, yeah. But no, I, I think I think there's definitely like a like yeah like with wait how did, how did we get it from Don't Matter by Akon? <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, era, but like. Yeah, I mean, <laughs> what the, what I was thinking of from the sixties is where that you know that song is like, um, you know, come on, people now, smile on your brother. It's like you know that like, <laughs> yeah, that general like what, like there's nothing. You're not saying anything. You're just saying like like let's like be together. Like let's yeah, if everyone's just nicer and more and like you know, and that's what like you don't, <laughs> you're not gonna hear like a 2007 song be like, you know, like ripping like uh. uh John Ashcroft, or you know, something specific. Well, maybe there were. I don't know. Um, yeah, I don't know. Different times, but yeah, maybe that. It, I think I think that makes sense with the era too. Um, April twenty first to April twenty eighth, we have a lot of these songs are two weeks in a row, and then they uh, go off. But Timbaland, he puts out a solo album. Featuring his two big stars at the time, Justin Timberlake and Nelly Furtado. Give it to me. Um, yeah, Timberland riding high with his Timberlake songs, with his Nelly Furtado songs. He brings them both together. Um, I mean, yeah, I, 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 I faint memory of this song. I have a little bit of a memory, but uh, definitely Timberland beat. Um, Almost sounds like a Pharrell beat, too. Yeah. With like kind of the... Um, the piano a bit in the back or maybe it's a flute i don't know yeah um the song features the protagonists addressing their critics and about their successes in the music industry i remember like justin timberlake he he hits back at people who accuse sexy back who said what well, he didn't bring sexy back and they said well i did or something hmm. like that. <laughs> which i believe actually actually i uh, now that i remember the person who accused who said that was Prince. He was like, 
like where did sexy go and he's like i brought sexy back and some, something like that again innocent times um yeah it's kind of a weird song i don't know i'm, I'm surprised it was a number one song i think it was probably just because of his peak like production you know star period for timberland but um it's fine it doesn't it doesn't do that much for me i don't know that much to offer it, I don't, yeah, I'm trying to feel like what, what the difference is between this and the Nelly Furtado stuff. It feels like they could have just like picked this to be one of her singles too. Oh yeah, um, definitely. I think the beat is less interesting than uh, like Say It Right though. I agree. I mean, I, I don't like this, but to Say It Right. Yeah. Or the, you know, Timberlake songs. Yeah, I like the chorus or I think the chorus where like Nelly Furtado like meet me in the club and then like everything else I find totally forgettable it sounds like at least it, to me it sounded like like Justin Timberlake's verse he like probably just came in for like 30 minutes and like put it down and then left like it seems like very like you know <laughs> not a whole lot was put into it Timberland made the beat he was like this sounds good and then he like yeah. got his two popular artists little quick I, I, I think Nelly Furtado deserves some more credit for the song but uh yeah I, I I agree I think this is the other like this and the song right before I think those are the two songs I have no memory of from the year okay so just you know late yeah I guess that's, you were you know maybe it's like before the Orioles were bad or something I was watching a lot of baseball I mean like before they were like out of the running Right. You're like, I can't I listen, listen to this Akon song. I'm watching uh, Brian Roberts. <laughs> and what? Who? Who else? Well, the two, who else would have been on Mark there? Marcakis is there. Marcakis. I think. Mm, I don't know if Adam Jones is there yet or not. It's right around then. Well, actually, no. That's probably right at the beginning. Yeah. So, right at the beginning of when they're starting to like maybe get a little yeah. bit better. I think Rodrigo Lopez might still be kicking around in the rotation. Oh, wow. Rodrigo Lopez. Uh, May 5th, Johnson's birthday, 2007. One week at number one is Girlfriend by Avril Lavigne. She's like, so whatever. You can do so much better. I think we should get together now. song rules i love this song so much at the time i didn't like i didn't i don't, I don't think i liked the song that much i thought it was annoying i think this is my favorite avril lavigne song i think this is better than anything she did before like any wow. earlier songs um is it like an off you know is it her authentic self no probably not like i think they definitely tried to go out of the way to make her like you know like pop punkier like you know yeah dying her hair blonde and being this kind of like, you know, changing her image. Um, she recorded the song in multiple languages, by the way. It's it's worth listening to the, uh, maybe, maybe at the end I'll, I'll preview other versions, but they're really funny. But, um, no, I, I, I really, really like the song now. I think it's just like, it's such a simple, fun, like, 
Brad, like whatever, you know, you want to call this type of song, you know, people like critics, I think they're compared to, you know, the song Mickey, you know, Hey, Mickey, you're like, you know, it's very much like influenced by that, but it's just, it's just such a fun song. It's got huge hooks. Like, I don't see anything not to like, I really, really enjoy the song now. Having some distance from when it came out. Yeah. I liked it at the time. I remember that actually. Um, I, th- I feel like the narrative that was that like it was her selling out. Um, but yeah. I didn't really care about that at all at the time. Um, and yeah, it feels like, you know, you can draw a direct line between that and MGK stuff now. Um, this type of like mall punk hot topic stuff. And um, also like some other bands that are that are out now. Like, I don't know if you guys have heard of Beach Bunny, who's a Chicago band. You've talked about I we're, we're pretty good. Um, and sounds a lot like this too. And to some extent, like you know, like soccer mommy, that type of stuff too, I feel like is indebted a bit to this this kind of stuff. Do, do you think this was like her label, like trying to be like, oh, look who's big, like all American rejects or like green? Like, do you think this is like her some 41? I think this, is, this is when she uh yeah, this is when she got married to the guy from some 41, too. So that must have been an influence. Maybe. But like, like, do you, do you see that? Like, do you see that? Do you separate this from like, you know, from complicated and like, because I know Will. Like, yeah, complicated absolutely. Complicated I, seems more like in the vein of like, um, like, yeah, like 90s, like Shania Twain, not Shania Twain. What's the other one? Um, like, who am I thinking of? Cheryl Crow. Yeah, like Cheryl Crow, like that type of singer, a little bit sing, more singer songwriter. And this is more bratty, malt punk. I guess like Skater Boys. Yeah, that's true. Because Skater Bro was the song I was very into when it came out. Okay. And I think I appreciated, like, the whole narrative she had going on with Skate- Skater Boy uh, and the lyrics. So I feel like the, the, this song, I think, in my head, this song was kind of older and in the same, like, year as those. But so I was a little surprised it came after. This was honest. actually two albums after that. Yeah. She had another album before this. That I think was so more, this is, like, in the vein of, uh, like, piano ballads and stuff yes yeah, so i think i was kind of i don't know like not feeling her by now and then i was like when the lyrics are so simplistic i probably at the time didn't like it and was you know wanted something more like skater boy but i f- feel like i don't know i feel like this is another example of a song where it's like listening back now i'm more appreciative of and like it's like it's another song where it's like being i feel like self-aware and it's just kind of simplicity and like at the time, it's probably something I was like pushing back against because, especially like when I was like very into like U6 and stuff, I was like very into like what I thought was like very clever, like wordplay and lyrics. And so, like anything that was like seemed like such simplistic and it's in the lyrics, I feel like I was at the time probably rebelling against and, and not appreciating enough. Yeah. Definitely. And David, you know what else? This is a, I can hear a thorough line too. An album that we both treasure a lot is Sucker by Charlie XCX. This could definitely have been on mm-hmm. that, like London, London mm-hmm. Bridge or something. Absolutely. Yeah. Definitely. Yeah. Yeah. It's a song that Susan got me very into well after, obviously, it was around. Which is what? This song? This song, Girlfriend. Mm. This song for a while, did you know, was the like most played song on YouTube for like years. Wow. <laughs> that surprises yeah. me. Yeah. Is it like a good video or something? Yeah. I mean, it's like, you know, it's fun. You know, it's like, or playing different parts but um 
I think it's also just because like it came like this was like the you know yeah right time you broke out you know like so it just kind of yeah right time uh I'll just play well and it's like especially when you look at like the other number ones from the year I mean if you're a hip-hop fan that's a very split ticket in terms of what you might be watching on YouTube if you're a fan of pop punk you have very limited options in terms of like big number one songs that everyone's watching I think that's a reason too like I think this song like there's this run of like chill like you know you know clubby songs like you know even like you know like give it to me is like not super like upbeat uh mm-hmm. i guess it kind of is but like you know it's kind of this run of like you know and, th- and then this comes and it's like this like big pops like so maybe that's why too i'm just gonna play two seconds of the mandarin version She's like so- never mind that's not mandarin it's not mandarin Whatever you can talk about. Why does it say manners? Just <laughs> Maybe just the chorus. Wait, play the chorus. Okay. So it's only partially Mandarin. Who is that appealing to? You still need to know English. To I mean, the chorus is the only thing anyone remembers, you know, in the English version. So cool. Um, May 12th to May 19th, we have, I believe, the first number one song from Maroon 5. And it's called Makes Me Wonder. I kind of wanted to keep it going because I there's one part of the song I like a lot, which is like when it still leaves don't it. need a reason. To right, but what's that, that, there's a there's a piano. Yeah, yeah, that, yeah. that I like a lot. Yeah, um, yeah. this was my I, I like this song at the time. You you love the song. At the I time. did love this song. Uh, I still like it. It's probably my favorite Moon Five song. Um, I don't know. I think maybe at the time, like there wasn't a lot of like these kind of like disco pop songs i feel like that felt new to me um right and and so on i mean like when i listen to it now um it's it's interesting to hear it with like i don't know fresh ears i i noticed different things and i also know, I don't know the production kind of sounds like a demo a bit um like the i don't feel, i feel like the mixing isn't great and it's like there's the, obviously the lyrics and narrative is nothing to write home about but I still think it's a it's a fun vibe, especially that pre-chorus that you were saying, David, and also the bridge too. I like um, where it kind of goes, and it like goes, you know, there's the bass drops down a bit. Mm-hmm. Um, anyway, it's definitely. I feel like speaking of bridges, like I feel like this is the like bridge from like their like first era where they were, you know, like still, you know, like a soft rock band basically, mm. and then them just like now basically until now like just going for the just like straight up like you know pop hits yeah like not even not even like attempting to be like we're like no, a band, band. No, like, yeah no funk right like we're basically just adam levine like featuring a backing right. band right um i would yeah I, I i think this is of the maroon five hits which you know speaking as someone who's not really a maroon five fan 
uh, shout out to frequent listener of the pod, Jack Naren. Um, uh, like this is definitely one of my favorites of their hits, you know? Um, and of, I definitely have their more like upbeat songs, but I, I almost feel like they've in some ways tried to like be, you know, remaking this type of song like over and over and over since then. What is your favorite song after this? I don't think I could tell you one. Uh, because uh, this is, I think this, this song was probably the end of my Maroon 5. Maybe. Um, <laughs> maybe. Yeah. Well, you know what? I mean, I don't, this is a song I don't like, but I realize I feel like I can make it like the song like moves like Jagger, I feel like is almost like a weird remake of this. Yeah. You know I mean? It's trying to go for that same vibe. Yeah. Um, yeah. You know, probably more successfully than this. Um, yeah. Yeah. I don't know. Uh, yeah. I like the song when it came out. I still like the song. It's, um, it, it's worth pointing out, uh, according to Wikipedia, Mm-hmm. What one potential meaning of the song uh, uh, is alleged to be Levine's frustration at the state of politics and the U.S. role in the war in Iraq. <laughs> From the original lyrics, they incorporated the line, quote, give me something to believe in because I don't believe in you anymore, which becomes a refrain to the chorus. Uh, Levine revealed that the lyrics may be tar- may. may- maybe not targeted at the Bush administration, but maybe dance, dancing around that territory a little bit. So that super vague line about not believing you in you anymore might be about not believing in the Bush administration anymore. Oh, what a, what a, what a bold. <laughs> so brave. Wow. Really, really sticking it to them. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> So now you know that. I feel like there's so many songs this year. Maybe you guys will disagree with this, but I feel like there's so many songs this year by artists who you hear all the time today, like even their old stuff. But the songs from this year are ones that don't get played. I know, I know what you mean. I think I like like there's still Akon songs yeah. you hear today, but you never hear like Akon. There's still a lot of Maroon. 5. I feel like I don't hear this song ever, but I hear other Maroon Five songs from like the late two thousands. Yeah, like other Timberlake songs you hear. Yeah, just like most of the artists. Even like when we get to Stronger by Kanye, I feel like that. Yeah, yeah I know I know what you mean. I know exactly what you mean. Um, so uh, it's uh, so the makes me wonder also comes back for a week at June 2nd, so it's on for three weeks. Uh, but in between that, one week at number one is May 26th, and the song is called, I think the first... T-Pain solo song, Buy You a Drink, Shouty Snappin'. And she be standing in. Oh, wait, that's, that's the wrong version. That's the Kanye version. I didn't the even Kanye know he had a verse yeah. on his version. Yeah, the Kanye one kept Pain is one of the worst lyricists in general, but yeah. I think I, th- I think there's a I think he's also very self aware. So um. you see, this is the one for me. This is like the only one for me at the time where I was like, I felt I had caught on to him 
the artist being self-aware and that's why I liked it at the time I was like like I'll talk back I think that's just a funny lyric like just just like I don't know not adding anything but just keeping it very simple like you know it's not a complicated interaction he's having uh just trying to like pick somebody up and just, uh, just, and just the chorus goes, we in the bed, like, oh, oh, like, that's, a, that's funny. Like, at the, it's so stupid, but it's like, it's funny. Like, it, it's stupid. This uh, is the first song I can remember my sister uh, introducing me to. So I feel like that's pretty indicative of me becoming, like, more out of touch with what's being played. But I don't know. I like the song. I think the chorus is just catchy and fun. Everything else I could kind of do without, but I really enjoyed the chorus of the song. It's got a cool like, like synthy aspect to the chorus that I just noticed. Um, I like it. I think uh, back at the time, especially that was like one of the first. He was one of the first people who you know so boldly used auto tune. I think there was a resistance to that as like the rockest, like you know it's not authentic or whatever. But listening to it now, I think it's, I think it's great. Yeah. I mean, definitely I can appreciate it more now than at the time, which is probably true of most of these songs. Um, it's fine. I, it doesn't do that much for me. Like, I, I can appreciate that, again, like now, you know, I, I, I think at the time I was definitely part of that, you know, you know, the reactionary group of like, you know, this auto-tooth thing is getting dumb, like it's everywhere, like, you know. And now, and I think in general now, like the public is like, can be like actually like we should probably give t-pain I, I think people are giving t-pain more credit now than they did at the time you know what i mean uh-huh. um so there's that um yeah i don't know I, I i don't love the song i don't dislike the song uh i think the production's cool i don't know i don't know that much to offer um, interesting that that has the walk walk it out reference when walk it out is like big at the exact same time by unk i believe um speaking of unk we have um <laughs> june 9th of july the, the 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 this is the first time i really heard and and referred to heard it referred to a song as the song of the summer it's worth mentioning mm-hmm. uh and i think definitely fits that bill we have Umbrella by Rihanna featuring Jay-Z. You can't see shiny cars And that's when you need me there With you I'll always share Because when the sun shines we shine together Told you I'll be here forever Said I'll always be friends of no Before the chorus hits, um, huge song. Obviously, yeah. um, I feel like is definitely. It, I think it's Rihanna's biggest song. I feel like it probably still is. I don't know. I'd have to look that up. But would you agree? I feel like this is the song you hear the most out of every number one from the year today. Probably. Um, yeah. I think you're probably right. Um, you know what I think about the song is that it's. 
I think I think it's a great it's a really really great song. I think it's like people recognize it at the time. It's the like, dream, I, I, what's that? The dream wrote it. He he helped write. I don't know if he yeah. wrote the whole thing. Produced by Tricky Stewart, um, who mm-hmm. did a lot of did single ladies. He did uh, you know touch my body. He did a lot of these yeah types of songs. Um, drums sound great. Really big drums. I, yeah, I was about to. I mean, the, the, to me, the highlight, like the the, the best thing about the song is production. I, I yeah. love the production. It's so crisp and like when you know the chorus comes in you know when the shut when the sun shines like that those like big synths just like like you know it's it's really really well made production wise um i think it's a great song i i still there's some part of me that like thinks that like it it, it's also a song that could have like that you could have put other singers on it would be just as good Mm -hmm. you know i mean like I, i like it doesn't feel to me like I think like Rihanna becomes more distinct over time totally. with her songs, like especially. This was like her second album, right? Yeah, like third. Yeah, I'm bad. She was still, yeah, you know. I mean, she was still, yeah, like it was still. And again, like I, I think again, like Rihanna's a artist that too. Like now, people think you know. I think rightfully recognize her as like this, like you know, like almost like a legend at this point. Mm-hmm. Um, and and I think rightfully so just because she's had a lot of just great great hits and you know make great music i think at the time though like she was like at the time i i maybe dismissed her a little bit because i thought of her as kind of like more of like a cookie cutter artist mm-hmm. and i still think with the song it's a little bit like that but just the production of the song the structure of the song is just so well made it's, it's such a well done song um yeah that you know i can appreciate it and like it was seen like at the time you know I'm looking right now, like Entertainment Weekly rated it the number one song of the year. Rolling Stone at Time listed it, you know, top three. I think like Pitchfork loved it, you know. Yeah. It was like really, really well regarded, which is interesting. Yeah. And in some ways, like thinking about it, like I feel like Rihanna, her voice was still developing, like mm-hmm. as an artist, but like even like her vocal abilities. And I almost think like she, in some ways, I think kind of detracts from the song a bit. Like I can imagine if other singers with a little bit more like kind of oomph could actually, cause it, it hurt, it, the hurt like, yeah, it is like this big epic grand production um, that's so big and her voice is a little bit thin on top of it. And I wonder what it would sound like with. Can, can you, I was, the follow-up question is, can you think of like, what, who's, who's another artist at the time who? At the time? Yeah, like another, you know, big artist, you know, is there someone that, you know, you think or 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 just ended you know alicia keys maybe okay i can hear that no. i could i could definitely hear that yeah, yeah. well it's interesting because it was originally written with britney in mind which i feel like would be a pretty different song yeah and i can't i don't know it doesn't really seem like a britney song to me at all honestly i could hear this more as like a christine i, I think it did like someone with a like christina aguilera could have done it like yeah they I, I think you're right Mary i think it's they, on board which with, also would have been a very different song but with, that, with, i feel like i could hear more mary j blige they tried to shop it to yep interesting yeah yeah i mean it's interesting that i think you're right like her voice wasn't as fully developed at this point yeah but it still works like just because it's such a good song. Um, yeah. Uh, July 28th to August 
fourth, we have the, uh, I believe, only number one song by uh, Plain White Tees, and it's called Hey There, Delilah. Hey there, Delilah, what's it like in New York City? I'm a thousand miles away, but girl, tonight you look so pretty. Yes, you do. Times Square can shine as bright as you. I swear it's true. Hey there, Delilah, don't you worry about the distance. I'm right there. If you get lonely, give this song another listen. Um, I hated the song when it came. Yep. <laughs> I, this was like, I was like, please, like. I just like, felt like I will like, turn I was it like, off. Yeah. Like if you had to torture me, you really have to <laughs> yeah. listen to this song. It has endured as one of my probably like my least favorite songs of all time. Same, same, same. I I, I think it's it's so. Ugh. The I, remember, I was I was just it's inexplicable to me how popular this became. I I don't get it. I really don't. I I I mean, I think I think the question is like like who is taking this like on like like as it you know. Who is listening to this and be like, this person's authentic? Like, this is truly like I'm, 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 I'm connecting with Tom Higginson, the the songwriter. Like, like oh, when they say like Times Square can't shine as bright as he's like, oh my gosh, like I'm, yeah, oh my, oh my god, wow. Um, Fun fact about this song though that people actually don't know: this uh-huh. was the first song ever, one of the first big songs ever produced by Ariel Rakeshad. We went on to do wow, really? <laughs> yep. Oh my god! Um, Vampire Weekend, you know, Charlie XCX, Sky Ferreira, all that stuff. This That's... was one of his his maybe his first big song. So wow. shocking. What was that band he was in? Uh, Foreign Born. That was, I really liked. It, was it before the band Foreign Born? Oh yeah. Oh yeah. Oh wow. Yeah. Wow. That's a you. Yeah. Um. Will, do you hate the song as much as we do? No, I, as, as I've already said on the podcast, I'm a sucker for the nasally whiny male lead singers. So at the time, I definitely kind of liked it. I, and then I think I, I think I did get sick of it pretty quickly. It's just played a ton. Yeah. And it's like, um, but, and I don't know what it is about the song, but to this day, this song still probably gets stuck in my head more than like any other song in the world. I'm like sorry. I have no idea why. Wow. I'm sorry. Um, and it doesn't bother me as much as it would you, but it's just like the like the chorus just gets stuck in my head randomly, like every so often. And it's still around, but like you still hear the song sometimes at like Walgreens. So it's like Dude. yeah, it's I've noticed this in, in multiple different Walgreens, like within the last couple of years. So it's like this is one of the few songs that's had like staying power from the year, I think. You know what? This is kind of this is kind of like their uh, good riddance time of your life. Which is a, a Green Day song that I actually really dislike as well. But I think um, that's a better song. <laughs> it's definitely a better song, but it's like a similar type of like, you know, punk goes acoustic for a moment and gets deep. Like, was uh, it, I mean, was there like, because they were like in the same, like they were like a pop punk band. Like, you know, they weren't like just this like acoustic. Like, yeah. This, this, this was not their usual sound. Like, I guess there kind of still was like an expectation that these types of bands have to do their like acoustic song, right? Mm-hmm. I mean, you know, like My Chemical Romance, I guess, had what like yeah, no, that was a whole industry of like 
like pop punk going acoustic. There would be like albums of of acoustic stripped down versions. I remember those commercials. Yeah. Um, I mean, yeah. I think it even dates back to like, like there were those periods in like early '90s when we were doing the podcast where like metal bands would do like a random acoustic ballad and they would always more, it would more like make the top 100 yeah or i mean like it would be a number one it's it's like i think it's like just enough to overlap with multiple bases to like kind of push it up at least briefly yeah definitely still a thing um it, it's just so funny how it goes from rihanna to plain white tees like that <laughs> um so then we transition. Uh, August, the song of August, August 11th through September 1st. So four weeks, which is a long time for this year uh, for number one songs. We have Sean Kingston with Beautiful Girls. Your way to beautiful girl. That's why it'll never work. You have me suicidal, suicidal. Wait, was that the normal version? That sounded weird. Yeah, no, it, it, sounded, it sounded right. I, I cracked up. Like when I hear him saying suicidal, <laughs> which is it, it cuts off the music completely. It's just like you had me suicidal, <laughs> just completely yeah. like like we get it. Like, um, yeah, uh, yeah, you were shaking your head. Yeah, yeah, the song is also it's just such a weird yeah mix of of things going on between his like sing-songy delivery and like, yeah, like I, I crack up hearing the suicidal like in that way. Um, but then like, yeah, there's like that kind of like, uh, um, like kind of sixties girl group type of production. Um, a little bit like schmaltzy, bump, bump, bump um, with some strings. It's, it's an interesting song. I don't think it's very good, but it's definitely a lot going on. Well, it's, it's like bass around Stand By Me by, you know. Right, Stand right. By um like to like almost like it's just a re it's almost like a remake in a weird yeah. way um I, I will say i think of the songs on this list you know if you were to ask me like what song surprised you the most that you enjoyed i would say it's this song i think i enjoyed the song more than i thought i would i think it's a super ridiculous song i think it's like like so over the top you know this emphasis on like suicidal <laughs> I, I think i mean like and i think that was like i think everyone was like probably caught off guard because it's like wait like this is like this like you know doo-wop like innocent song and then like yeah. you know, i was like wait what like jesus okay <laughs> like and yeah. you know he was like i mean Trunk, okay he was like 16 or 17 so yeah. that's kind of a little weird yeah uh, but like uh it's really catchy i mean you know and again like it, it's because it's based around this classic song that everyone loves you know stand by me like um but i, I do kind of like the throwback to it like the do woppy part you know mm -hmm. sounded different from what stuff <laughs> at the time i guess to some extent and then like you know then like yeah the bruno mars would take it and run with that but uh 
uh, on his Wikipedia page, uh, he has like they have the different eras of his career. Uh-huh. And from it's from 2013 to present, it's a, a upcoming four studio album. <laughs> I saw that. So oh. Still working on it for well, yeah, we'll see. We'll see. Never know. Um, I, I also like. I did read his Wikipedia page before, and there's and I do remember so this when it happened. He got in a jet skiing accident in 2011 and like almost died. Like it was really bad. And I'll just read it. it. Says like you know he was immediately rushed to the hospital. He was cited by Miami police for careless operation and required to pay an $180 fine. By 2018, he had begun to ride jet skis again. That's <laughs> 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 really funny to me. Um, yeah. Yeah, those are my thoughts. I like it more than I thought. This is a song that, yeah, I unapologetically think is pretty, and I just really like the melody and the chorus, and I like the song. Um, but it's interesting. It's another one. I said this exact same thing for the last episode for "Chasing Cars," where it's a song that I, I'm pretty confident I had never heard or like somehow missed until a few years later when I was making my year CDs freshman year mm. of college. So like, I, I don't think I'd heard the song until like 2010. Really? And I don't know how, I feel like it would have been a song I would have remembered, but I don't know, maybe I just forgot it. Um, but yeah, I like, I fully agree. It's not the most well-made, well-crafted song or anything, but I, I just find it very catchy and I like the chorus a lot. September 8th, one week at number one, we have Fergie. Again, with Big Girls Don't Cry. Return of Fergie. This is a big Fergie song. Um, I'll say I, I, it's again a corny song. It's silly and it's like authentic and it's like kind of earnestness, I guess. Um, I like the song more than the other Fergie songs. Um, I think it's just like a well crafted song. Um, let's see, did she write it? That's the question I have. Uh, you wrote it with you, Toby Gad, Toby Gad, who also co wrote All of Me by John Legend and the produced by Will. I am, yeah. Um, yeah, I don't know, like it, it's 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 fine, like it's fine. I think it's like you know, there's nothing to be offended by it. Um, Toby Gad also uh, co wrote and produced. If I were a boy, I feel like you could hear a lot of overlap between these two songs. Yeah, kind of like ballady. Um, I will say my 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 roommate at one point in college, Jake, like he and uh, we we you know like host parties and stuff, and like he would throw on this song, uh, <laughs> like in the midst of all these party songs, and it was always just kind of funny, <laughs> like just like because I, I I think he really earnestly liked this song a lot, but. It's just like funny, like that we're like putting this song on between these like you know party songs. Um, yeah, I don't know. Uh, of the Fergie songs, again, like it's the least Fergie to me, but it's also like it's fine. I can't be mad at it. 
No yeah, chance. I don't. I mean, I don't love this song, but I do. I did kind of forget how acoustic it was uh, until I listened again for the podcast, and I appreciate that as kind of a change of pace from a lot of other songs in a similar genre from the year. Sure. Um, we uh, so we mentioned the song before. Uh, September fifteenth through September twenty second, and then comes back. October 6th through November 3rd. So seven weeks in number one. The song of the fall is Crank That Soldier Boy. That Soldier Boy. Superman that oh Yeah, why me crank that Robocop? Superman, I why me jock? Jocking on them, hate them, man. When I do that Soldier Boy, I lean to the left and crank that thing now. You! I'm jocking on you, I'm jocking on you. And if we get the fight, then I'm coming. Then I'm coming. You catch me at your local party, yes, I crank it every day. Haters getting mad, cause I got me some bathing, mate. Soldier boy, I finish. Oh. Why me crank it? Why me roll? Why me crank that soldier boy, that Superman? That oh. The leading to the chorus is he say, haters get mad because I have me some baby making. That's what I always thought it said, but I don't think he says that. No idea. Okay. Not sure. Anyway, um, a song that I despised at the time because um, it was everywhere. It was super stupid. Um, I can appreciate it more. I think it's <laughs> fun. <laughs> like, it is fun. And it certainly was like, to me, it, it was like the culmination of just like everything that was happening in rap of like this like ringtone stuff. Um, like even at the time, I was like, "Oh, this is like, this is like, you know, what was like the inevitable conclusion? Like this huge song that follows these things." Um, a song that I think now is seen as like weirdly influential because like it kind of like a lot of like mumble rap stuff, right? And like, you know, uh, you know, basically newer genres of rap that I have no knowledge of that maybe Jonathan knows better than I do, but uh, you know. I think more influential so and, and and again i think it's fun i it was just it was everywhere at the time and i you know again despise it just because it was like just omnipresent um but you know it's fun everyone danced yeah it. super influential i remember despising at the time i remember vivid memories of seeing our classmates like doing the dances and feeling very embarrassed. Um, but mm -hmm. listening back now, no, I mean, I think it's influential in that he was like, you know, he was very good at branding and right. uh, like one of the marketing earliest viral videos. Well, it was a TikTok dance. Like this is a TikTok. Yeah. Yeah. He self-produced it. Um, yeah. I, I think it's, I like it. This is like this song kind of bucks a trend for me because I think it's the one song I like less than I remember mm. liking at the time. And I didn't love it at the time, but I just maybe it's not even how much I liked it at the time, but it's I like it less than I expected to like it. So I was thinking, oh, that chorus is so catchy. It's fun. Makes you want to kind of get up. And then I listen. It's like, yeah, the chorus is catchy, but everything else just does nothing for me. Uh, I don't know. I don't know. I don't have much to add, but I, I kind of expected it to, to enjoy more than I did. So in, in the middle of all that, in the middle of the Crank That Soldier Boy streak, we have one week at number one, September 29th. 
uh, Kanye West with Stronger. Awesome, the Christian and Christian Dior. Damn, they don't make them like this anymore. I ask, cause I'm not sure. Do anybody make real shit anymore? Bow in the presence of greatness. Cause right now, that has forsaken us. You should be honored by my lateness. That I would even show up to this fake shit. To go ahead, go nuts, go ape shit. Especially in my pastel on my page shit. Act like you can't tell who made this new gospel. Homie, take six and take this. Haters. You don't get to the chorus. Um, I'm surprised it was only number one for one week. That's yeah. one. Um, well, I think Good Life ended up becoming a bigger, bigger hit. In some ways, right? Maybe. Um, here's what I'll say: When this song came out, I was really, really into it. I remember, Same. like, you know, just just the anticipation for this album was yeah. so big. You know, the whole like him versus Fifty Cent. But true, obviously a much, you know, more well-regarded at this point, I think. Yeah. Um, you know, he was just like, it was such a big buildup for this album that when the song came out, I was like, I downloaded it. I listened to it over and over and over again. Um, I remember my first internship I ever had, like I was like listening to it all over and over and over again. Um, uh, it's not that I don't dis- it's not that I dislike the song. I think it's fine. I think it's just kind of like maybe in retrospect a little like boring for him. I don't know. Like I, I think it's his most like straightforward like pop song of like I'm going for like the hit song. You know? Yeah, agreed. Um, you know, the, the the obviously the Daft Punk sample is like a big deal. Um, but I also feel like it's not that it like it's it's far from his most impressive sample, like. Yeah. Just like slowing down the sample a little bit um but you know i'm it, it's fine it's far from my favorite of the songs that's what i'll say mm-hmm. yeah i i agree i liked it a lot at the time and like especially contrasting it with like like soldier boy and these other rap songs it's like oh this is what rap could be right i'm like yeah something right. that's like pulling in other influences and stuff um i remember yeah putting it on mix cds and playing it in my mom's car um and it's still fine, but yeah, I feel like it feels kind of autopilot right now. Mm-hmm. Um, the production's kind of kind of boring. It feels like you know, in some ways, it kind of it kind of reminds me a bit of uh, Power from My Beautiful Dark Twisted Fantasy, which I think same type of like straightforward rap song, but I think Power was was better. Yeah, because I, I really like, I still really like Power, but I agree. Yeah. like it does that, but better. Like yeah, yeah, I like this song a lot. I. I was like kind of going back and forth on how much I like it just because I do feel like the Daft Punk sample really makes the song and he's not actually kind of working with it that creatively but I, I don't know I still really enjoyed the song and I feel like I don't know it just kind of it's kind of in a, in a year that has a lot of kind of interesting minor beats and the production this is kind of much more just kind of in your face with everything they're doing and i kind of enjoy that as as standing out i mean it definitely stands out like <laughs> the other you know what were the other rap songs at this point are soldier boy uh i mean basically what soldier boy and and mims like yeah are, i was comparing like, more like, to just like <laughs> i mean you know there's other songs that have rap you know but but like those are the other two raps like and then this you know it's it's completely different 
Um, November 10th through November 24th, three weeks. Number one, we have Chris Brown featuring T-Pain. Kiss, kiss. So this is still, so Chris Brown, okay, like, I, I, I had to remember this because this was pre, you know, his incident with Rihanna, which to me at least completely like reshaped like how I viewed him. Like afterwards, I was just like, I can't listen to this guy. I think he's, you know, he's also just like a douche, like in general, yeah. he's not, a, I think, bad for multiple reasons, but um. But this was before all that, like, you know, he was like this rising star. Um, I already looked at the 2008 number ones and he's everywhere. Like, you know, he's becoming huge at this point. Um, all that set aside, I, I, I like the song. I think it's really fun. I think it's silly. Like, it knows it's silly. You know, the chorus, T-Bain's Vaden's verse is horrendous, but it's, you know, whatever. Um, I don't know. I, I just think it's like a fun pop song. That's not much else to say. I, I, I like it. I had no opinions. <laughs> yeah, I kind of found it a little forgettable. Do, do you remember the song? This is yeah, but I actually don't remember. Vaguely. Interesting. Okay. Because I do feel like people don't remember. Like, it doesn't seem like it has the, like, yeah. that last, that. You know, I don't know what other songs by him do from this era, but um, anyway, so this is me defending Chris Brown. You guys are like, mm-hmm. no. um, share, me and him share a birthday. Oh, I didn't know that. Oh. Was he born? He's probably born around the same. Is he older? I think he's a couple years older than us. 1980. He's 33 right now, so that's years old. years older. Uh, wrapping up 2007, we have December 1st to December 29th, five weeks. Uh, we have No One by Alicia Keys. Interesting. What's what's interesting? I don't remember that like kind of synth. That synth at all. Hmm. I just always thought of this as a straight piano ballad. That's. Hmm. Hmm. Um. So, I, Alicia Keys to me is like I I think in terms of like the like pop stars that have had multiple hits and like you know last longer I think she's closer to the top for me like especially her like first few albums like falling and mm-hmm. you know, I think those are some of the like the best yeah totally if no, I ain't if oh, I ain't got you right that yeah. 
both, both, I think if I ain't got you, I put it as my number one for that year. Yeah. Uh, I knew that you would appreciate that. And then I think I put fall in it. Number one, too, um, for that yeah. year. Um, this song, I remember, great song. Yeah. Um, I remember like this song when it came out, like I, I to me, and it still kind of sounds like it's like, she's kind of attempting to like be a bigger, like make a bigger song, you know? Mm. Um, like a Christina Aguilera. Yeah. Like, and I think it's fine. I think it's far from her best song. Um, I do. I like, you know, what I like about it. I like the bridge, you know, where she's like, some people search the world. Like, you know, that, that part's cool. Um, but I kind of, yeah, I, I think I had to say, like, at the time, I think I felt similarly, like, you know, it was fine. It was, she was trying to go a little bit bigger. Um, a few years later, she, you know, did a, a Empire State of Mind, which I think is like a much right. better attempt at that. Right. Um, but I don't know. It, it's hard to be like offended or like to dislike an Alicia Keys song, I found. You know what I mean? Yeah. I, I think this is a really beautiful song, um, but I think mainly for me, it's just the chorus I find. I mean, like she's showing off a bit and it works for me because her voice is so good. And then the rest of the song I found a little, or a little less memorable. Mm-hmm. Whereas like Fallen, I think is very similar to me in that like she really kind of lets herself go off in the chorus, but then I find the verses in that to be more interesting. Yeah, I mean, the chorus is big in the song. It is the highlight. All right, that's that's 2007. So I think, I think Will, you kind of, I think, wrapped it up nicely when you said, like, it's a lot of songs that you don't hear as much nowadays. Yeah, Alicia like Keys being another example, you hear other songs more than... Yeah, I mean, it's kind of like a weird transition year in some ways, I feel like. Um, but also kind of a weird mix of, like, you have... There's a lot of like synthy pop songs, right? Mm-hmm. I mean, the Timbaland that. influence. A lot of Timbaland, yeah. you know, umbrella kind of similarly, and then like sprinkles of like weird acoustic. And like a sing, also like I was kind of the sing songy pop type of vibe, which shows up on my top five list as well. In a different yeah, way. earnest love songs throughout. Can we get to our top five? Sure. Let's do it. All right. Uh, do, 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 top five. Top, yeah, I know. We need, we need like a we need like a theme to this. We do. Need oh. some interstitial music. I'm gonna I'm gonna find like a song that has like top five in it. I'm yeah. like, well, I'm sure I can find something. Um, it's time for the top five. It's time. That's from Ezra King's show, though. Um, I, I can start. Um, so uh, just a few quick little shout outs. Um. Number seven, I put as Umbrella by Rihanna uh, for the reason I talked about. Number six, uh, I, I put uh, a song I liked at the time and still like now is Who Knew by Pink. Uh, kind of a throwback to like an early 2000s pop rock song. Um, number five, uh, I put Carrie Underwood with Before He Cheats. Uh, uh, we'll play a you listen bit. to these songs at all? Yeah, yeah, we do. Okay. <laughs> Uh, 
this is a very memorable you know those lyrics i remember i remember listening to song and my dad reacted when he the line about i took a louisville slug with both headlights like he loves that <laughs> like it's, a very, I, it's on my short list it's, it's a very close. memorable line it's it's like you know it's just like that classic like revenge country ballad yeah that, you know it's just kind of you know classic um number four i have rehab by amy winehouse um which i will play when come on come on well i'll talk about it as i'm finding no no not by rihanna there's a rehab by rihanna here we go I, I mean, uh, when when Amy Winehouse kind of broke out this year, I I loved her so like I still really do. I still think that you know this album is like one of the best of like you know the last twenty years or whatever. It's just it's so such a great throwback and and the production the you know Mark Ronson production so classic. Um, I will say I think Rehab I think of, on this album is maybe one of the weaker songs, honestly. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. With that said, it, it's just like it's such a memorable, like, you know, talk about like a song to like break out for someone, like, you know, just you know, they try to make me go to rehab. I said no, like, you know, it's just like it's such a forceful, like coming out song in, in that way. And you know, um, you know, I, I has a more of a context now. Um, but yeah, I, I don't know. I feel like people don't really know about Amy Winehouse now. Like, I wonder if like younger generations know the music. Mm-hmm. Cause I just think it's such like a classic, you know, it should be just. Played yeah. Well. I am. It is surprising. You don't hear her more these days. I feel like I, it, it's like, she has such a timeless sound. I feel like I would have kind of expected like back in black to be heard like all the time. Well, and, and, and I guess the, the issue like, is that she only had one, you know, she, this was her last album. Yeah. And so yeah. there, you know, these, those, the songs in this album were so played so much at the time that people back to black, you know, and 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 the thing is that like, you know, who would influence was Adele, who was coming out around Later. the time, and then you know she breaks out, you know, yeah. after she dot, you know, after Amy Winehouse dies. Don't forget like, about Duffy, and Duffy too. <laughs> Not quite the same career, but didn't have as much of a career, but yeah. Oh no, I the, the whole like you know British, yeah, a lot of great like female British singers like these you know Corinne Bailey Ray at the time. I mean, you know, yeah. There are a lot, you know, I love yeah. the, like kind of throwback. Yeah. Um, no, I can't believe I put this at number three. Ahead of Rehab, especially, I put Girlfriend by Avril Lavigne um, for reasons I've talked about. Mm-hmm. Number two uh, is Love Stoned slash I Think That She Knows by Justin Timberlake. So uh, I just think like it, this is a very long song. It goes into an interlude. That's a really pretty interlude, like with this like 
piano and um but i think like everything that he wanted to try and do with like making these long songs like this is where he does the best like it's like it, it's like a really you know it's like a, it's a disco song like this is a song that you know it's definitely a throwback to that but i think it's just like it's such a well-crafted song like the production is like current but it's also like a throwback you know it, i i really 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 like the song uh number one uh i have a song wait what was your three i missed it number three is girlfriend by ever living okay. number two is uh justin timberlake number one It's the best. And, you know, again, I think, I think, uh, uh, you know, when it came out, Jonathan being super into the band, like, there what was definitely a little bit. What is your relation to this song? Well, I, I'm, I'm about to say this. I, sure. Like, you know, there was definitely a little bit of just me being like, I can't like this song as much. Like, you know, like, <laughs> yeah, that's uh, like a little bit of a resistance. You know, we saw them live. I, you know, had a great time. It's, yeah, you know, uh, the, 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 it was a lot of fun. Um, I think you know, with with time, I can be like, this is a great song. It's a great, you know, it's just like it's an epic rock song. It's what it sets out to do. Um, it's interesting. I I was surprised when I saw it was on the chart, like even within the because it was a big song, but I didn't think it was like this big. Um, uh, it's just like yeah, it's just like epic that. Somehow, like, I always think, like, somehow they ended with that, like, drum beat, like, the, like, you know, marching drum. And I'm like, like, how did they just, like, end it? Like, you know, how, how did they make that work? But it works. Yeah. It, it just does. So that's my number one. Sweet. All right, let me go next because I had a lot of overlap. Okay. Um, first, just because I was so shocked how many came close to my top five, but, did, like, shocked by what songs came close, I'll throw out a few honorable mentions like i considered apologize i never thought would have been in the running uh throw some d's was a lot more fun mm. than i remembered it being and i came close uh similar to walk it out that, that was that was like my number nine or so walk it out and throw some d's are both featured a lot in the same girl talk album i got really into college and i didn't realize like because it's pulling from you know how he is, he's pulling from so many different things i want i didn't realize how many different parts of some of the songs came from just those two songs like a lot of like there are a lot of parts that feel kind of disparate and I didn't realize came from the same song until I listened for this because I didn't really know them very well at the time um okay uh oh stronger also is close um but my top five uh my number five David mentioned but didn't put it on his is who knew okay, uh, Pink, which I think is a very good song another one that Susan got me into more than I uh, listen to it at the time when it came out. I know better because you said forever and ever who knew. Remember when we were such fools and so convinced. 
Uh, my number four was Welcome to the Black Parade. Um, as we've already discussed, stemming mostly from Jonathan's love for it. He taught me the piano part at the beginning. We play in the awesome. practice rooms at lunchtime. Uh, number three, I wanted... Well, I guess I have it with my chemical romance, but what I feel is kind of more the emo I was listening to a lot at the time was uh, How to Save a Life was a song I was enjoying a lot at the time. And mm. so like, is that emo? I guess it kind of. I feel like it's emo enough. I don't know. Maybe emo is the wrong word. I think of the phrase being pretty emo. All right, let's hear it. Maybe instead of emo, I should say more of the like whiny alt rock I was liking at the time. Yeah. Um, my number two is Rehab. Well, hold, hold on. Hold on. Yes. Did, did you watch Grey's Anatomy? Right. I didn't. Oh, I lied. My family did watch the first couple seasons because I had Chasing Cars last episode and I had this song this episode. Maybe I was noticing the music more than I remember from the, the, brief, the brief time I watched Grey's Anatomy. Okay. Anyway, two you said is rehab. Two is rehab. And number one, I don't know if it's actually my number one if I thought about it longer, but I feel like all five of these were very close for me. So I just put the most interesting one at number one. Most interesting because I don't think I had heard it at all until preparing for this. Uh, totally came out of nowhere for me. And that is The Way I Live by Baby Boy De Prince. I just heard this. I was like, this is so fun. I don't remember this whatsoever. I really like his just his voice is very different than other rappers at the time i'm i'm in shock right now never like, would have thought this would make it i'm in complete shock west bank rapping i'm one of the baddest french riviera respond i'm getting in shape man i think i'm super like the the string, when the cake, man. grinding all day hustling all for the cake man i'm a benjamin stack one inch taller than uh -huh. great days thrifty made cheap ray band like a felon i'm growing up not spitting hotter than my hands and i'm still living good never going to fly i'm a young little dude stay running from cops and my road is the place is that the is that the version yeah, but you gotta get to the chorus because it's fun. I know. I got my props. Plus, I ain't gonna stop till I do right. Little boy still pushing big wheels. I stack my money, lay low and chill. Don't need to work hard. That's the way I feel. I feel like this is the way I live. Yeah, it's like a su it's southern. Yeah, it's, I don't know. I don't think I'd ever heard that before. I. Mm. So, so I, I have MCR as my number one. You have Big Boy to Prince as your number one. The only album he ever released. Wow. Is that right? Yeah. Um, oh, no. Well, yes, I think. Yes, that's the only album he ever did. I do remember that song. I, I do remember, like, that guitar. Like, it was... It, you're right. Yeah, I mean, it's, it's different. It, it is different. Like, it's very different. Like, um, but I, at the time, I think it, like, blended in for me. Just because I was not... I feel no. like it blends in with, like, 2006, but 2007 doesn't have nearly as much of the kind of southern laid-back flow as we heard last year well 2008 we will be hearing plenty of Lil Wayne I'll, I'll tell you that yeah I was thinking Lil Wayne's I feel like the person who is very noticeably absent on this list and I feel like this is probably the year he was doing a lot of mixtapes that weren't getting yeah. a lot of radio play but like this is in some ways just like his peak artistry but uh, didn't wasn't reflected on the charts but he's right. coming back next year for sure um for me number five rehab 
Uh, number four, throw some D's. Mm-hmm. Maybe play a little bit of it. Yeah, let me, let me, let me. Yeah, because we, we, now we all have throw some D's at least on our honorable mentions too. Yeah. Which is interesting. This bottle cannonade. Throw some D's on three three white guys nodding their heads yeah no it's so it's cool it's like you know it's a common subject matter but like real interesting production like syncopated beats i'm like like almost like this trance type of like something going on there it's like very very cool production very luxurious I, I love I love his voice too. Like I, yeah. he kind of disappeared. Like I don't know. I like I love the tone. You know that kind of you know yeah. draw on his voice. Totally. Um, number three for me is "Lips of an Angel" by Hinder. Oh Hinder. wow! <laughs> I loved this song back then. I still think it's a pretty fabulous power ballad. Okay, let's do it. A bit of it. I guess we never really moved on. It's really good to hear your voice saying my. I've always wondered, is it like, is it, are they distorting his voice in the chorus at all? I don't know. So like deep. It's like, yeah. <laughs> yeah. It's like, you know, yeah. some people would call this like butt rock or something, you know, like it's, is that an expression? Like, yeah, like. Well, it's 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 buzz ballads. It's a buzz. It's definitely a buzz ballad. It, it it it's more. This would this would fit in in like two thousand one. Like yeah, I yeah. was shocked that the song was from this year because I did think it was a lot older. Yeah, I just think it's a great melody. Really like really lovely hook. I love the kind of the chorus is really soaring. Kind of reminds me of Oasis. I don't know. I see that. Um, number two for me is "Here in Your Arms" by Hello Goodbye. I like that song. Another song I cannot stand. yeah it's it like also using some autotune it feels very digital but like very playful and like in like kind of innocent in a way that feels really like like nice um i also think it's like i don't know the production it's like very i feel like dynamic like there's a nice drop and they pull out it's i I, yeah i like it a lot and number one yeah number one uh no surprises welcome to black parade um yeah probably my favorite song of all time um i remember where i was when i first heard it MCR, they played a VMA pre-show on the roof of some New York or Los Angeles building. I forgot what it was, but they had this whole, yeah, it was like, for me, like, you know, Three Trees for Sweet Revenge, the album before was like, you know, so important. And then the the anticipation to this was enormous. And um, yeah, and just, I remember just, yeah, like hearing, you know, you expect this punk, like this kind of like punk rock song and then they start with this piano ballad and just like in these ridiculous costumes and then um yeah i mean i think of all the songs on this chart it, i feel like it really sticks out 
um yeah. it's like it feels very different than the, everything else that's on here um it, and yeah it definitely it kind of, it feel like uh, from my point of view like it kind of came out of nowhere it being this big epic but also kind of didn't like it mm -hmm. made sense in some other ways right yeah i didn't remember it having the multiple movements it, mm -hmm. i kind of just remember the main theme more than anything mm -hmm. i also was hearing more I, I don't know i felt like i was hearing some american idiot influences that i didn't kind of catch back in the day like it's like a bit of a shift from the, the album before totally yeah i think that's the probably the, the biggest precursor to it besides like the immediate precursor there's like obviously you know but i think you know i think we talked about how mcr was grouped in with a lot of like the pop punk stuff mcr i feel like they were always pulling from a lot wider array of, array of influences from queen and Smashing Pumpkins, seventy stuff to you know to metal even sometimes like they were just mm -hmm. I think Gerard Way just had like a really like kind of eclectic taste that you could really see in the music. Definitely, and 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 the re the re the reason you wanted to do this podcast, I think, yeah, yeah. at least this episode. Yeah, yeah, totally. and just a surprise that it was as yeah. Well, that is two thousand seven. So we will be back in the year 2008 soon. And I think there's only one song to lead out with. And that is the Vitamin String Quartet's cover of Welcome to the Black Parade. So forget it, I'll just do the regular. Carry on, carry on. 